This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a massive warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Weekend Podcast. This is the first of two shows we've got for you tonight. The first is covering the domestic action, uh, the final flat meeting at Doncaster, and Aintree and Wincanton over the jumps. Joining me this evening for podcast number one is John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot and Quentin Franks from Toronto, the tipster extraordinaire and bar stewards nap table leader at this moment in time. He's definitely, you know, this this guy is the real deal. Um, Right, chaps, obviously a busy affair, um, but John, uh, you're going somewhere after this, I believe. Yes, I'm uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm attending a fireworks party at the Ginger Hitlers. Ah. it, it was arranged by a third party who uh, got everybody together and said, yeah, we'll all go to the Ginger Hitler's, he's going to bring a fire pit and all the rest of it. And when this was announced to the Ginger Hitler, he said, well, that's all right. He said, but uh, we're not having any fireworks because everybody round about's having fireworks, we can watch theirs. <laughs> and uh, the... Uh, the- the buffet tonight is comprised of stuff that we had at a barbecue with his place in May. And he's frozen. He's somebody. This, I, 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 think, I think he's got his own fan club at the Bastards as Ginger Hitler. We don't know why, but, I mean, this this sums him up to a T. I mean, John, incredible stuff. I mean, I hope, I hope you set off at quarter to nine this evening and get there and then and then leave at half past nine, something like that. You know? if, I'm, if I'm not in Bedford Town, I'm coming home. <laughs> Superb. Right, um, enough enough waffle. Um, we, we're going to get on with the show, and as, like I said, there's just three of us on podcast one, and we've got our our best bets of Saturday to begin with before we go through the television terrestrial television races um, on Saturday at the end. Right, I'm going to come to Quentin first for his third best bet um, of Saturday on the domestic scene. Uh, fix. Uh, my third best bet, it comes in the 15-10 at Doncaster. Um, I've just seen the prices come up now, and King Alfred is the one of interest here. He's 11-4 he's been put in. Um, I give him a mention last time I was on the podcast and thought he caught the eye at Newbury. Um, he was constantly hampered by the hanging octopus, which is Joe's tube trained. And he was forced onto the part of the track which seemed to be riding slower that day. Um, the reopposing Hebrides is favourite, which is no surprise. He came ahead of him. Uh, but Hebrides, or however you're saying it, um, was on the best part of the track that day. Um, it looks a good moving uh, son of Mema, so I'm not sure the soft ground is really, really his bag. Um, I'd have them close together in the betting, and anything above nine to four appeals on King Alfred. Super stuff, and and like you like you said, rightly point out, Memas has made a a, a a nice start as a as a, as a freshman sire, and but like you say, um, a lot of his progeny go better with on better ground, and um, yeah. Um, I, I think that's that's a, 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 a very good case you've made. So King King Alfred for Quentin is a one point win bet. Um, I'm just going to check the odds right now. Eleven to four. So one point win, eleven to four for Quentin. That goes in the three ten 
um, at Doncaster Holly, Holly Doyle on board. Um, good luck with that one, Quentin. Obviously, oh, oh, John, for for your um, third best bet of uh, of Saturday's fair. Yeah, somehow I managed to scrape up three bets for Saturday. Um, it's in the November handicap. This one. Um, okay. And uh, it, it's a little bit of a punt. The one I'm interested in giving another chance to is Deja of Peter Chapel Williams back off a break with the blinkers applied. Um, now, to me, this one would have sold last week at Tats and probably would have sold all right. But the carrying on, I mean, giving me the impression there that they've got him sorted a little bit. I, think, I don't think the horse have been quite right this year. As a result, he's dropped a few pound, and I mean, he was quite well fancied for some races early in the season off his old mark. So I, I quite like the look of that. He'll handle the ground fine. PJ is an excellent jockey in these sort of situations, and um, I think at the likely price, there's, there's nothing not to like about twenty-eight to one. Interesting. Did, did they did they take him out of, of the sales then? Was no, no. So, I mean, to me, I I, I just got rid. You, you, you know, and I think the fact right. that he's, he's carrying on. I mean, I'm probably one of the few people in the country that still thinks Pete can train a bit. And uh, I, I, I don't think he knows where he's going. And uh, I'd, I'd like to see win for him as well. He, you know, he's one of the good guys, Pete. You know, I, I, I hope he's got the horse sorted. And I think it's worth a punt at about 28. It's interesting because obviously the November handicap this year, I do think there's a lot of horses that haven't got much in in hand of the marks. And um, yeah, it's a flaky starter race, isn't it? I mean, and yeah, you know, coming back to some of last year's glories. I mean, you know, when he when he beat Laffy at Haydock, etc. Yeah. You know, that's 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 a performance that puts him right there. And like you say. With the, with the blinds to wake him up. That's, that's it. Yeah, good stuff. So Deja is John's third best selection. 28 to 1. Um, are we are we going each way a pleasure on this one? I think we'd better, because it'd be five places, won't it? Yeah, I'm going to give you... In fact, John, looking at the markets, um, do you want the... Do you want the tw- in fact, I'll give you the six places with Hills at 28, yeah? Fantastic. So it's one fifty odds. odds, six places. William Hill, Deja at twenty eight to one in the November handicap for John, and a very sporting play there if Deja comes back to former glories in the November handicap. Myself, um, I'm going to Aintree for my um, for very first bet um, uh, of the weekend, and it will be uh, a lesser known trainer. Um, Sam Allwood uh, trains the horse. Aquila Sky, uh, Harry Skelton in the saddle. Um, I do think this this horse um, is underrated by the market at the current prices. I, I was thinking this will be a lot, a, a lot shorter um, than the 10 to 1 that they've put him in at. Um, he was very, very impressive uh, in the spring when he beat Lord Accord. You could name him the winner a long, long way out. The horse was idling all the way down the straight. He's had one reappearance over fences, which he didn't jump. He, he, his technique looked, looked flawed, and he just, he just, it wasn't the fact that he just run, ran bad. He just, he just, his technique wasn't wasn't there. So you could completely draw a line in, under that run. I'm amazed he's only gone up four pounds for beating Lord Accord. And when you consider that Lord Accord and he beat him on absolutely on the Billy Idol. And Lord Accord since then um, beat, went on and beat South Terrace and then uh, went on and won the very race that um, that 
um, Aquila Sky tried uh, tried to win over fences last time at Etoxeter. So the form is very strong. And I did a little bit of research on Potemps qualifiers and horses between 122 and 127, um, you'll make money blind most years. Um, for the simple reason we know that in Potemps qualifiers, a lot of the higher weighted horses tend to have spins because everyone wants a mark um, but for, for the race at Cheltenham. So, so yeah, the lower-weighted horses tend to be off-train for the lives. So Aquila Sky is my third best bet of the weekend. One-point win. I'm not going to go each way because it's one of those, let's say if I'm wrong and the horse isn't quite all there at the moment after his, his, his chase reappearance, I'd rather just have the win bet at 10 to 1. So a one-point win for me at 10 to 1 Aquila Sky. Okay, we'll move on. John, I'll come to you now for your best um, bet of the weekend. Well, this is actually in the uh, Breeders' Cup, Phillies and Mares Turf. And uh, I've fallen for the patter of Harry Potter. And I'm be back in love in this. Ardaria hasn't been the same filly since I Scott, I don't think. Um, she'll drop in from the 12 box. I can't see Ryan being so stupid as to sit second last. I think it'll it'll ride her a little bit handy. It's a mile in three. She gets the trip perfectly well. Um, I think these are better than the American fillies. I kind of buy into Aiden's theories about certain factors not dropping her way in the last couple of races. I think giving the weight to the uh, that good filly at the Curra last time wasn't a bad performance in the context of this race. And uh, I think she can go out on a high air and win this. So what? It's a love in the Phillies and Mare turf tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I mean, have you got three for Delmar on the second pod? You got three best bets. You have. Ah, right. But, but this is well, okay. No, I'll allow that. That's fine. If yeah, you, so you, so you, yeah, that's that's totally fine. So basically, love the Philly and, and Mare's turf tomorrow, which is the 8.59 Delmar. John is going for two points win on Love, um, and looks old an outstanding chance, to be fair. Um, and uh, so, yeah, all good. So Love is John's second best bet of the weekend. Um, that is the 8.59 Delmar Saturday evening. Um, and I'm going to give you, John, uh, seven or two for your two points win selection. Lovely, Lovely job. Yes. Yeah. Um, and over to Quentin for your second best bet of the weekend. My second best bet of the weekend. I'm opposing John in going with one in the November handicap. Um, I fancied Farhan in the uh, old Roly Cup at Newmarket. And despite the form not working out with Sascani being beaten in the St. Simon Stakes last week, two weeks ago, uh, I still think it's a race that will work out well. The seventh has came out and won since the third. Candleford was unlucky, undone by the pace at Kempton. It's just generally a race that works out well. Um, he should get a strong pace to aim at here. I don't think the wide draws a problem. Um, I said to my friend earlier in the week that he's 16 to 1, 14 to 1. He probably won't get in, uh, but he's worth a bet anyway. Um, he's crept in as, as bottom weight. Softer ground will suit. Um, we'll get a test at the trip here. Um, plenty of front runners on, on the cards. Um, I just think he's a well-handicapped horse. Um He's my second best bet. He's 10 to 1, and I'll probably make him favourite for the race. Um, nothing seems to have changed my opinion uh, throughout the week on that front. 
Okie dokie. Yep, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Quentin there ten to one each way, six places. You can get that with Paddy Power and Betfair. Um six places, one fifty odds, um, ten to one each way. Farhan, very consistent horse. Uh Holly Doyle in the saddle just snuck in there. Bottom weight on twenty-three. Twenty-three the field size limit. Um, a perfect result for connections of Farhan. So Quentin, like pointing out there, this form very solid. Um, good stuff there. So that's Quentin's second best bet. Can I now, have it on, on the on, on the nose, Lee? Sorry. Oh, sorry, of course. Absolutely, yes. So, so, so that's it. That's the confidence. That's what we like at Bar Stewards. Forget this each way rubbish. Um, it's a two-point win bet. Quentin wants to settle the naps table right here, right now. Ten to one, two points on the nose. Um, he's got that. He's that's the confidence of the man, and you know, fair play. So, t- two points win Farhan in the uh, November handicap. That's a 240. Right on to my um, uh, uh, second uh, best bet of the weekend, and again, we go, um, we go twig hopping. And um, I'm, a, I'm very, very keen on this horse. Um, it was very close to be my best bet. Um, I'm very keen on the Nigel Twiston Davis trained onchen. Um, in the 148 at Aintree. I think this is an outstanding bet at the prices. I've no idea why they've priced this up at 8-1. to one. I'm, I'm still scratching my head in disbelief. Um, the Twist and Davis Yard were a little bit, bit, little bit cool last year. They, they didn't have, they didn't get off to a good start, which is the often, that's what makes a Twist and Davis season when they get off to a decent start because they like to prep the horses for October, November. You know, usually when the Bet fair chase for Bristol Demai by 17 wickets. Um, and and I think sometimes when that happens and you don't get off to that flying start, I think the, the yard tended to, to struggle a bit more than they usually do all season. So I'm very keen on Onshin and first time over fences in handicap company because this slab of a horse, if you just look at the pedigree, um, he's, a, he's a full brother to Lord Windermere, he's a half brother to Sub Lieutenant. Um, these are just like staying chasers, you know, uh, brilliant staying chasers, gold cup winner. Um, it, it literally is, and I think he's got a wonderful handicap mark of 120. He's the right age, as we know, the late, late Trevor Hemmings loves, loves a staying chaser. I know this is two mile four, but I think that's fine. He's he had plenty of pace over hurdles, he was making the running at Ludlow, you know, a flat track. I mean, Ludlow would not suit this horse. Um, and I, I just feel over the fences first time, I think you'll see a much, much improved horse. And Twister's got a very good record with Chase's first time in handicaps. Makes a lot of money uh, to level stakes and has them well sculled, well weighted. Good bet this, eight, seven or eight to one. Whatever happens, he's going to be winning off bigger than 120 this season. You can you can rubber stamp that. So take that, and it's a two-point win bet for me. No messing from me either. No each way, no no messing around. I think I think Onjan will probably go handy, try and make the running, and um, hopefully we'll jump them silly. Um, that's my second best bet of the weekend. Okay, uh, we're very close now to our best bets. Drum roll. Um, get your patents ready or lucky 63 is anything by the time we finish with the Breeders' Cup Nick Davis in the second podcast might have 600 selections and 47 reverse forecasts as well to boot uh, he's been studying for six months so uh, we expect Nick Davis to shine on, on, on pod number two so I'm going to come to um, who shall I go to? Quentin Quentin I want to know your, your best bet on Saturday my 
Best bet Saturday comes in the last UK race on Saturday, and it's at Chelmsford. It's the 1830. Um, I'm going to go against the grain here, and it could bite me in the arse, but I'm going to go with a hold-up horse trained by David Simcock around Chelmsford. <laughs> I can just see John now. I can, I'm just trying to get this mental picture of John sat now listening to this. <laughs> go on, Quentin, carry on. <laughs> Um, the, the horse is Forge Valley Lad, and um, he caught the eye at Wolverhampton a, a month ago. Finished finished fast off a of steady fractions after being being held yeah. up. Um, he got the eleven four and eleven nine in the closing furlong. Um, finished with running left, like plenty in the tank. Like it was just a float up. Like they, they it wasn't off that day. Um, he, he comes here. There looks to be pace on the cards. Um, you've got Engrave, Thunder Road, Headley George are likely to go forward. They've dropped him down a pound. He's on his last winning mark of 56. Fasher Morris is on, so at least you'll you'll get an all-action oh. ride. Um, the form hasn't worked out at all, but he's returned in decent heart. He's up half a furlong in trip. He's got a bit of scope and should come on for that first first run for the yard and first run for 390 days. Great case. Great case, but I mean, we've 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 got at least John. At least we've got Thrasher on this one. <laughs> well, I had Thrasher on last week, didn't I? But unfortunately, I think he's back the winner. <laughs> <laughs> so Quentin is going for his best bet of the weekend. Six thirty, Chelmsford makes a very good case. Use the sectional timings, does Quentin? Again, a very very useful weapon for us for us flat brigade uh, uh, punters. And he makes it, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Forge Valley Lad is uh, 11 to 2 with bet 365. Are you three points on the nose, Quentin? Oh, on, on the nose, on the nose. On the nose, yeah, none of this is nonsense. That, that true winners go, we know only Nick Davis will tell you that in part two. Um, so, so three points for Quentin. Forge Valley Lad, 11 to 2, 630 Chelmsford. Um, great reasoning. So we wish Quentin well with his best bet this weekend, but not too well because we need to knock him off the top of the team. Um, John, I'm coming to you for your best bet of Saturday, please. Well, I think the producer has better get the claxon ready because it's Anshin in the 130 at the entry. Oh, we could, I, I think we should do it. I think we should do it. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's a, it this is claxon, claxon, claxon time. We've got a bar steward special. Um, the thing is, uh, I think if Andy, Andy Richmond, we'll, we'll say Andy Richmond's on the show and he tipped it anyway. So we're going to go. This is, this, is a, this, is a, this is a max bet. Onshin, uh, John, for the, have you got similar reasoning to me? I can't, I can't really add much to what you said, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much down the same lines. I don't think it's also going to be a lot better over fences, and I think the mark of 120 is quite derisory. I could say this finishing mid 130s at the end of the season, so yeah, that that will do for me today. I think, I think so, John. I think unless that horse has got problems. Or there's issues, or you know, mentally he's not right. Um, which there could there could be arguments for that. Ludlow yeah, kind of run, he it, ran a bit strange. If it, if it was like that, I mean, all right, Trevor's gone, but the, I mean, the family have deep history with Liverpool. I mean, they, they don't want their horses running around here and getting lapped. That you know, I mean, their horses tend to go well here for starters. The yards in it form, 
but this has to put a performance up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally. I, as soon as I saw it, and I, and I can't, I, I can't believe the evening prices. It just, it's like you know, it, it must. It's got to be a stern better over fences for me. I, at least, I mean, I mean, I'd be disappointed if if this hadn't won off 120 by the time the see. Like I said, we could get it wrong tomorrow. It's just how it is. But so it's a bar stewards max. Um, it's a special. Uh, we can advertise that in the literature. We haven't had one for ages. So this is this is. A Bastion special, 140 entry, Onchard, John's best bet of Saturday. Um, and we're going to have that uh, eight to one that's available, I believe. Yeah. Right. Okay. We'll move on to my. Uh, we'll move on to my best bet of the uh, of, of of the Saturday, and it goes back on the flat. Um, uh, Doncaster, not on a television race. I, I do like to try and get television races. Uh, for, for the best bets, because obviously it's nice, nice to watch. Uh, well, is it nice to watch ITV racing? I'm not so sure, but anyway, um, <laughs> you know, it's probably better listening on Betfair Radio. Anyway, three forty-five Doncaster is where I'm going for mine, and it's Gifted Ruler, trained by Tom Dascom and ridden by Luke Catton. Now, first thing I like to see in these apprentice races, this is one that's not. For, for apprentices that's not ridden more than 20 winners. So I like to have a good look at the riders because half of these literally can't ride at the moment. Johnny Pate can ride. He rides Broken Spear for Tony Coyle. Uh, Johnny Pate, a favourite of ours on Bar Stewart. So, you know, I'm, I'm not knocking him uh, in one iota. But our rider, Luke Catton, on this one has rode 16 winners. So he's, he's just nicely in the in the shouldn't be in this race kind of zone. He's Richard Hannon's apprentice. And you'd have to say a gifted ruler on recent efforts has an outstanding chance. Um, very effective on the ground. Um, really effective on the ground. Probably hasn't raced on this ground enough, to be honest, um, because he won at hit when he's made on Haydock on heavy. Um, he went to Doval in a listed race, wasn't beaten far, only two lengths as, uh, as a youngster. And then in recent times, he was second to young fire at Haydock on soft and then third to Moll's memory in a very, very warm Newbury handicap last time uh, on the heavy ground again. So, so coming on the soft end, he's absolutely perfect. What I like about it as well is the pace setup, there's a strong pace setup. Um, there's a real strong headwind at Doncaster. Um, tomorrow. So, what's your punting tomorrow? There, don't, don't, don't bite the blasts off. There, no good, no good. You need the hold up, the cover rides, and this is drawn high. You should get a lovely toe into the race, and I cannot see this not going close with probably one of the better riders in the race. An amazing eleven to one available each way with five places. So I'm all over this like a rash. It's it, it beats it. it on, that's the only reason that the entry horse. Uh, that me and John have gone on special on. He's not the best bet of the weekend because this is better. 11 to 1, five places. It'll travel like a dream. It'll travel all over them. It's, it, this is a slight dropping grade. And and it's just, hopefully, the lad will produce it at the right time. And we can all, we can all go into the Breeders' Cup night, cashed up and ready to attack the, uh, the second part of the pod. That comes up in a bit. So, Gifted Ruler is my 1.5 point each way. I've not got as much bottle as these guys, but I think that that's the angle. Each way a pleasure. I cannot see this horse getting beat far. It, if it's beat, it's just by one of them, you know, unlucky factors. So, Gifted Ruler 1.5 points each way at the 11 to 1, five places. Thank you very much. So, that covers off our best bets of Saturday. Right, chaps, before we um, 
obviously head off into uh, uh, the, the the TV races. Is there anything else that catches your eye Saturday, just out of interest, uh, or any interesting talking points for our punters for Saturday? I'm looking forward to our TV getting stuck into Randox tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's about a million, isn't it? Uh, I, I, I can see you, John, in the morning. And if anyone hasn't followed John on Twitter, he's he's got he's the screaming kilt and John Joe Lang on Twitter, and he's very funny. He will probably start attacking uh, the morning show when when Randox isn't mentioned at some point. And but that's what you get off the mainstream, anyway. Right, we're going to the TV race, and uh, we we start off with um, where should we start? Off? I know we'll start. We'll start off at Aintree, and we'll go to the first TV race at Aintree, which is the 108 race. So I'm going to sit this out because I've had a bet. Have any of you two looked at the 108 at Aintree? I have not. No, John? I looked at it. I couldn't make head or tail of it. I was quite grateful thinking you would have a bet, to be honest. We, we, need, Andy we need Andy Richmond for his monologue on it. one that did catch me either, I thought was suspiciously short in the bet, and was Pillion. Um, well, well, you, you should listen. This horse really is, is absolutely thrown in, John. When you think, I know I've tipped, I've tipped in the race and I've not gone with it. This horse was um, uh, second to Indefatigable at the Martin Pike at the 2020 Festival. I mean, that form's just different class, is it not? It is really. I mean, and back off 132, you'd think, well, <laughs> yeah. definitely of interest. I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, it's run since then. I haven't exactly got the juices pumping, have they? You know, I mean, uh, I suppose you could say the the hike, the five pound hike up the handicap on this. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it shouldn't have made that much difference going up five pound. It, it appears to have killed it. For quite a tiny race, you know. I mean, last yeah. time out, it's last of 12, 8 and 42 lengths. I mean, I somebody, think somebody thinks this horse is on song now, don't they? Well, it's, it's the four it's the four wheels bet, I think. You know, the old four wheels angle. If yeah. the four wheels are on pile on tomorrow, then we might as well pile on. Um, do, you, do, you, do you think he's more one for, like you, you mentioned on the, yeah, you wrote about it earlier in the week about yeah. Hobbs, maybe it'll be a float up and second time might be the time to catch it? Or do you think it's kind of, he's been wrong and today's the day, like this is the only chance to have it right off or have the horse right? Could, could well be. I mean, the thing is, I always say trainers are creatures of habit. And I, I, I always say that trainers will have have training methods and that, that obviously suit their way and, and targets. And would this be a target? I think they'll want to get this horse back on track. And I think as long as they see a great run, like second or third, even winning, whatever, but they, they'll want to see it. They, they'll want this horse. They, they're concerned why why this horse has gone backwards. I bet they can't can't believe it, how backwards it's gone. So, so imagine, like, as an owner, if I own this horse, I'd be thinking, if I could just run well tomorrow, it would be a great platform for the rest of the season. So I, I wouldn't be a short-price taker for sure. 
but I can see the reasons why it is short. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll move on to the Grand Sefton, which is our uh, second race entry on the Telebox, which is over the Grand National Fences. So you might get a few better banners on, on, on beaches. You might get a streaker on the pitch at some point or some animal rights uh, uh, ramble um, on the pitch. Um, John, did you have a, have a look at the Grand Sefton? I'm really disappointed, actually, that Emma is not running um, Man of the Mountain, is it, or something? Um, mm. I'd, I'd have been all over that if, if that had been declared for this. Um, it, was, it had a lovely profile for, for this race, I thought, but there you go, they don't run them for us, do they? Um, it, uh, it left me thrashing about a bit, to be honest, um, yep. with not running. Um, well, I thought Hogan's height was interesting. Obviously, a previous Grand Sefton winner by 16 lengths off 134. And then, again, we've got strange handicappers in the UK because this horse then ran over hurdles across country in the Grand National and then hurdle race. And then it found its mark dropping from 145 back to 138. Um, <laughs> no one can work it out. Um, so... If, if Hogan height, Jamie Snowden's in good form. If, you know, Hogan's height, uh, polygon Drake, one for the girls again, great for TV, etc. Um, the old 10-year-old has done it before. Can it do it again? Off 138, that'd be my choice. Quentin, any thoughts? I didn't even look at it. I've, lo- I've looked at one of the jumps races on the card. I've got, a, I've actually got a strong opinion in that, uh, but not, not the Grand Sefton, no. No. So, so I'm going to go with Snowden. I think Snowden's the best, is the best plot for punters, really. I think that that could that could run really well um, back over the national fences. Okay, we go to the 150 at Wincanton, which is the uh, Rising Stars uh, novices chase, and uh, a big non-runner, Brave Man's Game would have been about a five to two on shot. Um, it's nice of them to have pulled it out the day before, and not 15 minutes before the race, like Gary Moore does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and cashing on the cash, cashing on the lovely rule four bonuses with the books. Um, but anyway, that's that's another subject. I shouldn't be saying this really. They'll shoot me for this. Um, they'll set round round. It's like get Carter, won't it? You know, send some people around. Uh, anyway, one fifty win can. Did did you did you look at these novices chaps? I did. Um, I think it's quite tight really between the three highest rated horses at risk of sounding fairly boring, you know. Um, I think possibly I'd, I'd tend to go with uh, Favoir, is it? Uh, yeah, Favoir of, uh, yeah. of, of Dan Skelton's Bridget uh, Ahead of uh, Mick Pastor. Um, I'm, I'm not over keen on chasers with plenty of accoutrements added, such as hood, tongue tears and stuff like that. I always tend to favour the one we're out on. And uh, I'd, I'd, at a push, I'd go with Dan's Good stuff. Favour for John. Quentin, anything in the, the Rising Stars? I would follow John in. Yeah, on Favour. Yeah. Yep. I thought Mick, Mick, Mick Pasta could be something quite special and I think I'd be with Mick Pasta because he does bleed and he has bled in the past and that, that's the one thing that always I, I, it's a horrible race when Mick Pasta runs because you're thinking well if it reoccurs you, you're gonna you're taking short prices and, and it, it's never nice you know when they, when they do have like issues uh, and obviously things aren't things are really good with Mick Pasta at the moment so brilliant on that front but like I say it's not really a betting race for me 
Um, but the, the the star attraction is out in Brave Man's game. Um, I was told that Paul Nichols was in the clerk of the course's ear at Wing Canton to put plenty of water on. I don't know if that's a... Uh, and the clerk's been listening, or, or what's that? I don't know, but Brave Man's game and I'm running. 225. We give the clerk a job as a consultant at £500 an hour. Put <laughs> uh, <laughs> as much as you want, and then. That's a great plug, really. Tune in to the Sunday sermon. John's got a rather lot to say on this week's events um, regarding a certain mystery. To Patterson. Anyway, uh, on to the, uh, the 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 two twenty five at Wincanton, which is the mayor's handicap hurdle, and it's an interesting race. It's going forwards because I think I think this will be one of the one of the key races for a few mayors races going forward this winter. Did you guys have have a chance to have a look at this? I had a look at it, but you know my view was on mayors hurdles and chases. Gin and Pate. I'd, I'd much rather have an eye gouged out than uh, even get think about getting involved. You might have some of the ginger Hitler's barbecue from from last night when this was going on. No, I'd, I'd, I'd rather just sit and watch it decompose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Quentin, any of you on the on the mayor's handicap hurdle? Yeah, not not quite as extreme as John, but I'm I'm in the same boat. It's not not my bag. No, I mean the the one thing I felt here. Um, there's a there's a mare I think that for for punters to follow this season, impressive lady, uh, trained by Sue Gardner. Um, well, I mean th- this horse has had to endure Lucy Gardner on board um, all last season, and 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 was very progressive, very solid form. Second to Molly Ollie's wishes. Well, you saw what Molly Ollie's wishes did at Weatherby on Saturday, and this mare. You know, ran very, very well in that race behind that and ran well in the mayor's final, really, not beating far behind Sexy Lot. And I, I, but Sue Gardner's terrible off absences. So if you're thinking of betting this, this mayor tomorrow, um, I'd probably just wait until the ground gets softer and, um, and, and it's had a run because Sue really is very poor off absences. So, um, but impressive ladies, one for your trackers and notebooks, I felt there. On to the big. Are you going out disguised as Stop a Dunn or something? Uh, I mean, <laughs> super critical of the lovely Lucy Gardner, are you? <laughs> she's ridden the arse four times. She's won twice. There, two other times in the last six runs, she was replaced, first of all, by the, the great Jack Joder, who got it by yeah. 21 lengths, and then yeah. by the great Jack Foley, who got it by something three quarter lengths. And it's yeah, well, nearer every start from Lucy. I'm bringing some. I'm bringing some. John, I'm bringing this. I'm bringing some balance to the force, really. I mean, obviously, you know, we we are now down as a pro Bryony podcast. So you know, I'm having. I'm having to be, as 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 first. I'm bringing balance to the force. So Lucy Gardner off, and Sean Houlihan on, is a maybe a fair angle. I don't know really. <laughs> anyway, three o'clock wing canton. It's the Badger Beer handicap chase, which is the the, the feature race of Wing Canton every year. And um, I, I'll pass on my thoughts. Uh, El, Pre, El Presente um, won the race last year, um, and I did I did feel that this horse had a real big squeak because I've mentioned this before about Kim Bailey's Wind Doctor, Doctor Wind. It's like that bloke that comes out of the floor in Live and Let Die. 
you know, you know, and and it's you know, his wind doctor is one of the finest in the game, I believe. Um, and his his record off wind ops is tremendous. So I think with David Bass, you know, you know what David Bass is like from the front. Come on, you know, riding riding away. I thought El Presente um, could could definitely go close to following up this year. Um, as I said, Kim Bailey's wind doctor, he's he's definitely whoever he uses is very good. Thoughts on this, please? He's, he's wind doctors like the bloke off Live and Let Die. <laughs> the man, <laughs> what the hell does he do? Sacrificing chicken. <laughs> the man that can never die. You know, what was it? Uh, Baron Sandy. The, yeah, Baron Sandy, that's it. Yeah, the man that can never die. Oh, was that Dr. Kananga? Dr. Kananga. That was it. That was it. Yeah. He's listening to this. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's gin time. It's gin time. It, it, it must be. Um, <laughs> I, I, I thought Potterman runs quite well around here. I, I, I don't think he's brilliantly handicapped, but I could, I could see it running reasonably well. I mean, was it second in this last year? Yes. Yeah, second to well presenter, yeah. Um, I, I, I can see that going well. Nine to one. Yeah. yeah. So the Potterman for John, El Presente for me. Quentin. I, I quite like both the cases you guys have made. I'll I'll follow one of you in when I have a look for the race a bit more. But but nothing from you, myself. You like the live and let die case, Quentin? Don't you? I did. I did like that. Case. <laughs> I did like that case. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we're all good there. Wincanton. Have, have we finished? We can now move on to the true racing, really. Um, the the Doncaster meeting. And, where... and we got the, the other hurdle at Wincanton. The... Oh yeah, the oh, I forgot that one. The elite hurdle. Yes, <laughs> the elite hurdle. Yeah, just the small matter of the elite hurdle at Wincanton, the three thirty five race. Um, Goshen, I believe. Uh, I am told that if the ground's too quick, they might not run. Um, so that's that's a bit bit of info for. The Bastards listeners, um, if that affects your play, I don't know. Thoughts on this, guys? Quentin's going to tip it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of ruined by my speech about the ground for Goshen. I didn't know that. Um, I was keen to play Slam, to be honest. he's He's got one big figure here in the soup. He's a soup monster, isn't he? Like yeah, he's just a right-handed soup monster. He doesn't want. He doesn't want good. I think it's. I think it's good to firm on the chase track there at the moment in places. Um, I'll be keen to place late if they run him. Um, it'll be skinny enough. You've got. Hopefully, Belfast Banter's got the good carrots in him now. He's come back to the UK. Um, you've, you've got enough running for you to to take him on. What two places? Two places. Yeah. Um, that'd be my angle into the race. So Royale looks. He looks the one to beat here, doesn't he? But no, Goshen's plenty short enough, plenty short enough here on decent ground. Yeah, I think the angle is if you can play the the rule fours, um, you know, and work out your positions with the bookmaker. If you if you're fortunate enough to get on with the, with the bookmakers, I think that's your angle. Um, because I, I'm pretty I'm pretty certain. I'm, well, I can't be certain, but I don't think Goshen will run. I, I've just got a feeling they'll have another race in mind. Um, they want to probably run at Kempton over Christmas in the Christmas hurdle. So 
He's, he's, but again, will it be soft ground there? I don't know. But anyway. I think anybody wanting a car listed in these hurdles, it, it, it's a very good advert for our upcoming Road to Doncaster series. It is. It, John, it's a good point. I mean, it is a disappointing... It is seven, a disappointing seven runners, you know, I mean, it, it, it just makes you feel nauseous at the thought of this tripe every Saturday for the next six months, doesn't it? <laughs> For sure, for sure. Yeah. Right, Doncaster. Um, we'll do the. Uh, I mean, I can't believe there's only three races at Doncaster Saturday. Um, no, it's four. Um, they're doing the one twenty-five. Oh no, three. Yeah, three. Jesus, I, I've heard it before. So one twenty-five. It's the Virgin Bet handicap. Um, over seven furlongs, eighty runner affair. Uh, any view here, Quentin? Yes, nice view. I uh, I'm quite keen on Baldman there. Um, they put him in, what is he, 8-9 to 1. I'm surprised he's not a, a fair bit shorter than that. Um, like you said, headwind at Donny tomorrow. You don't want to be blasting off round there anyway. Um, high draw, high draw is certainly beneficial. Um, he went a lot better than the result last time out. Um, he was kind of away from the action when at York you needed to be far side, outpaced, tap for toe, and he just went like seven furlongs with soup. Um, he's got winning form over seven already. Um, I'd have him a, a, a chunk shorter than that, to be honest. There's not masses of depth to it. Tom Frey is going to set it up, hopefully, for a closer, and hopefully a closer is Boardman. Yeah, no, no, it's a good case. I mean, like I said, Boardman loved the ground. Probably get the right trip as well, like you say. Um, you know, good points there, Quentin. John? Um, I thought Bernardo O'Reilly was, well, everybody seemed to say it last time, was... Pretty unlucky at Yale Market. Probably ought to have won. Um, it, it ought to go close here. Um, it, it doesn't scream back to me with Dwyer on it because nothing he rides ever screams back to me. Thick, thick Dave, thick Dave. I know. Uh, I'd much rather have seen Thick Dave on it than uh, the bright boy from the Wirral. But there we go. Good stuff. So, I mean, for me, I agree what Quentin said. I think I think Boardman, I think he's worth a worth a small interest. I think you know for reasons Quentin said. Um, I think this horse is well enough weighted, still off ninety one. I think he's he's going to have conditions bang in his favour. So yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a Boardman fan also. Um, in that seven furlong race, mention for Young Fire though as well uh, of Omira's that's got form with the selection gifted ruler. Um, that's why I think Gifted Rules is a good bet because that's a weaker race than this. That's why I think Gifted Rules is a tremendous bet later in the card. Move on to the 205, the uh, Virgin Bet Wentworth Stakes, six furlongs listed race. Me personally, I'd be all over Kings Lynn with a better draw. I'm not sure still one's the place to be. That's the direction of the wind. Southwesterly is sort of like, I'd say about three quarters headwind coming from that direction. So still one, you've got to then move across immediately to get cover. And then at three to one, that doesn't appeal. So it's kind of a bit of a quandary for me because I think Kings Lynn uh, would win this um, given the right run of the race, but I'm not sure it'll get it. Um, John, thoughts? Um, my figures conflict somewhat with the official ratings here. And I think there's certain angles of farm where you can get Makana within about £3 of Kings Lynn. And I think if this one puts its best foot forward, given it's drifted from an opening 16th to 28th, which is doubtful, um, 
given the connections because I, I, I do prefer to see horses from this yard all their own in the back. I am concerned at the drift. But I think this will be run to suit. I didn't think this got the best of rides last time. And I, I think that it can certainly improve on this rating of 99 that it's got. And uh, I, I think it's interesting at 28. Good stuff. So, Mackinac for you, John. Um, hopefully, the step up in triples. Um, so might suit. It's not done it since since it it won its maiden over six furlongs, but interesting they're back over six. So good shout, um, Quentin. Uh, can anyone work out why Haggis is blowing this mark of eighty three on Tareeb? Yeah, like mm. it, it's a very it's a very unHaggis thing to do, isn't it? Like normally you if, if you've got a mark you'll go handicaps, but I, I just don't really get it. I don't I don't fancy the horse at all at the price, but I was just wondering if you had any input on that. No, it's, it's interesting because, you know, Haggis from time to time has, I, I don't regard him as a tilting at windmills. He's not, he's not a Clive Britton. He's not a Mick Shannon. He's not, you know, it, it literally is. He must, he must. He... It's, a, it's a winning filly out of a pivotal mare, isn't it? I mean, it's probably a way to the paddock, so it'll be a, a fair old pot as a bit of black tape, I suppose. Yeah, ready, I mean, ready to pick up the bits and hope for the best. I think that's it. I, I, I think the thing is, I mean, the pedigree obviously cost a million guineas as a yearling, and um, it's a half sister to a um, to uh, well, the dam itself was an unraced sister to Halfway to Heaven, um, you know, the Group One winner. So maybe, maybe like John says, maybe this is just like a God. Can can, can we grab some black type here? You know, um, yeah. I, I think that's that's how I'd see it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go on to the um, November handicap and um, the, the, the two forty. And uh, I believe you two chaps have had um, Quentin. You give a selection of the two or five. Yeah, um, Farhan, the John Butler. That's it. No, in the two or five, the the went one. Oh, uh, did I have a selection? Sorry, um, not really. It was a tough race to bet in. Um, I, I'm the nod about. But I'm still wondering Lauren about playing Mole's memory. Big figure on the clock last time out. Race should be run to suit. Ground suits. Um, Kingsland's best horse in the race draws a concern. Magical memory. Magical spirit even. It's got a couple of figures that put him in the mix. But I don't know. Handicap step up to this. Um, to cut a long one, no. No. Okay, so we'll move on to the November handicap, and you, uh, you two chaps have got selections in the race. So I just thought I'd have mine, which is a bit obvious, but I, I just feel it, it, it cannot not run its race. Uh, call in the wind. I think it's a very improved gelding. Um, it really has made a lot of strides late season. I think every, everyone was gobsmacked when it was sort of second to Macram at Newbury over the mile and a half. When it was clearly even the trainer stated this is just preps for 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 the, for the autumn uh, staying staying handicap uh, the Sadarovich. So the fact that it ran second w- was obviously a big surprise, and I, and I think I think that's that's a measure of the horse. The horse has improved a lot, and I thought calling the win with Spencer, it's the right track for Spencer. It's the right pace setup for Spencer, and I thought calling the win would would run really well. But again, it, it's priced accordingly. 
not really a, 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 an interest, in, probably an interest bet from me, if anything, calling the wind in the November handicap. So that's to round off the first part of the show. I hope you all enjoyed uh, the input. We've got a bar steward special. What more can we say? Quentin's nap looks very interesting over at Chelmsford. Um, and some great input there. So I hope you you find you you, you back some winners from that. And uh, that's all from us. And don't forget to tune in to our Breeders' Cup special, which was covering the Breeders' Cup night. It's going to be good. That's all from us. Bye for now. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.